Jai Radhamadava Kunjavihari Jai Radhamadava Kunjavihari Gopi Janavallava Gere Varadari Gopi Janavallava Gere Varadari Yasodhanandana Rajajana Ranjana Yasodhanandana Rajajana Ranjana Jamunatira Vanachari Jayorada Madhava Kunjabi Hari Gopi Janabalava Girevaradhari Gopi Janabalava Girivaradhari Jasodhanandana Brajajana Ranjana Jamunatira Vanachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabihari Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna Hare 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 Nam Hare Nam Rama Rama Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare 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 
हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे बोलो जाया जाया प्रभु पार प्रभु पार प्रभु पार जाए प्रभु पार Jaya Jaya Prabhupada 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 Jaya Prabhupada Gaur Pimanandi जय विश्वपाद परमहंसा परवेचकचाय हितवाय ब्रह्मेशिला ऐसी बात के विदांता स्वामी शिला प्रभुपाद की जाए शिला प्रभुपाद की जाए नहीं थी लजाए विश्वपाद परमहंसा परवेचकचाय हितवाय ब्रह्मेशिला भक्ति संगोस्वामी शिला प्रभुपाद की जाए अनंत कोटि वैष्णवरिंद की जाए ग्रंथराज श्रीमद् भागवताम की जाए नितय गौर all glories to the assembled devotees, all glories to the assembled devotees, all glories to the assembled devotees, glories to Sri Guru and Sri Gauranga, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Today we are reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 7, thank you, Canto 7, Chapter 12, Text 16. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया एवं विधो ब्रह्मचारी Evam vidho brahmachari Vana prasto jatir grihi Vana prasto jatir grihi Charan vidita vijjana Charan vidita vijjana Param Brahmadhi Gachati Param Brahmadhi Gachati Evam Vido Brahmachari 
वन प्रास्त जतिर्गृही चरण विदित विज्ञान परम ब्रह्मादिगच्छति एवं विदो ब्रह्मचारी Dita Vigyana Prambarmadi Gachati Evam Vida Brahmachari Vena Pastor Jati Grihi Charan Vidita Vigyana Param Brahmadi Gachati Jatirgihi Param Brahmadi Gachati Brahmachari Savigyana Param Brahmadi Gachati Evam Bidha In this way Brahmachari Whether one is a Brahmachari Vanaprastha Or one is in the Vanaprastha Ashram Yatihi Or in the Sanyasi Ashram Grihi Or in the Grihastha Ashram Charan By practice of self-realization and understanding the Absolute Truth Vidita Vigyana Fully conversant with the signs of the Absolute Truth Param, the Supreme. Brahma, the Absolute Truth. Adigachati, one can understand. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. By practicing in this way, whether one be in the Brahmachari Ashram, Grihastra Ashram, Banapastra Ashram, or sannyasi ashram, one must always realize the all-pervading presence of the Supreme Lord. For in this way, it is, is, it is possible to understand the Absolute Truth. Please repeat. By practicing in this way, whether one be in the Brahmachari ashram, Grihastra ashram, Banapastra Ashram or Sannyasi Ashram. One must always realize the all-pervading presence of the Supreme Lord. For in this way, it is possible to understand
the absolute truth. <coughs> this is the beginning of self-realization. One must first understand how Brahman is present everywhere and how he is acting. This evacuation is called Brahma Vigyasa and is the real concern uh, of human life. Without such knowledge, one cannot claim to be a human being. Rather, he remains in the animal kingdom. As it is stated, as it is said, Saeva Gokara, without such knowledge, one is no better than a cow or an ass. Very heavy. I'll read the translation again. By practicing in this way, one, whether one be in the Brahmacharya Ashram, Grihastha Ashram, Banapastra Ashram, or Sannyasa Ashram, one must always realize the all-pervading presence of the Supreme Lord. For in this way, it is possible to understand the absolute truth. I'm just going to read the purport again. This is the beginning of self-realization. One must first understand how Brahman is present everywhere and how he is acting. This evacuation is called Brahmajigyasa and is the real concern of human life. Without such knowledge, one cannot claim to be a human being. Rather, he remains in the animal kingdom. As it is said, Saeva Gokara, without such knowledge, one is no better than cow or an ass. It's a very uh, straightforward. Srila uh, Prabhupada has very nicely, uh, in this short purport, um, just gives the summon of the uh, this uh, uh, philosophy. This, of course, there are different uh, grades of ashram. That is necessary to have uh, different ashrams. You cannot say that everybody is the same. We are born with certain qualities, not, and someone has a, a quality of a brahmana very intelligent, very, he likes to study, and very um, uh, preacher, uh, very, and, 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 and very brahminical, naturally. And someone may be exhibiting another quality. Maybe he's not very intelligent, but he's more devotionally inclined to cleaning, cleaning the temple, or working class, you may say. And these classifications are there in the society. To, in order to run the society, you have different categories of people or human being. Or someone maybe in the military class or a, a, a Katriya class, army. And someone uh, maybe a Vaishya uh, working uh, as, a, as a farmer. These four classes are always there in human society. And Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, he says, I created that, that, that the society, so in order for the society to run smoothly, these classes are there. 
It's not that uh, everyone is the same. Just like uh, someone may get a uh, scholarship. Not everyone gets a scholarship. Someone naturally very intelligent, born intelligent. And some others, more, more or less, others have to study. So the idea here explains that in all the classes, the main theme of the, or the essence of the philosophy or any of the classification is that the main theme is that they have to realize the absolute truth. That is the point. Otherwise, it's simply different ashram. You can have different ashram, but you have to understand what is the point of being in the ashram? What is the goal of all these ashrams? But, like I said, there has to be classifications. And uh, from the beginning of our life, there's training. You have to train ourselves. You cannot say, I'm a Brahmana, I only study. I'm a Khatriya, I, I, I'm a, uh, a God and, and, a, and a Khatriya, and that's all I do. Or I'm a uh, Brahmana, I study. Uh, I'm Sudra, like this. But in the spiritual life, the Vaishnava society, in the life of a, a Krishna conscious person, devotional life, in Bhakti Yoga, that we are all the classes, we come together to chant Hare Krishna and serve Krishna together. That is Vaishnava. What do you call that? Uh, uh, Daiva Varnashrama Ashram. It's beyond. And someone say, no, no, I just study. I know. While your house is on fire, you still study. Oh, I'm too busy. No, somebody has to like put the fire out. You know what I mean? So everything depends on our understanding of the Krishna conscious philosophy. The absolute truth, the absolute philosophy is that we are none of this ashram. Krishna Nitadat. We are eternal servant of Krishna by nature. That's our constitution. But, like I said, in order to run the society, we have these classifications. Just like in Mayapur, they have the big building, you know, TOVP. You know, they have somebody who needs the art work, somebody who is uh, doing the design work in an office. They are planning and, and, and designing, and someone who is um, doing the construction work, as someone who is, uh, uh, you know, putting the cement together and making the bricks. So there's all the people are necessary. The leg cannot say, oh, uh, I, 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 I protest today. I, I don't want to do my job of walking. He has to walk clean and stuff. And th that's like the sudra. They, they, so, and, and then the belly says, no, no. And the farmers, they protest, no, no, I don't want to uh, uh, grow food. But we depend on, on the farmers. It's not that it's all grown in the, in the supermarket. Somebody has to work in the, in the farm to grow all those things. And the arms, no, no, no. I, I, don't, I don't do uh, like anything that's what I'm supposed to do. And I protest, like, no, we have to clean, we have to protect, protect the society. Oh, you know, you hold your a sword or a gun uh, and uh, protect against the, uh, the good people for, for um, 
you know, from the bad people. Society requires the army or the katria. And the head, without the head, you can't do nothing. You have to think. The head is the brahmana. So brahmana, katria, vasa, sudra, these are the, the, the society is designed this way. But they're all good. They're all just as important. So this is how it's been explained. So the idea is that within all the uh, uh, classes, we all come together and chant Hare Krishna, like you all sitting here. Uh, I cook all day. Someone goes to distribute books. Someone goes on Hari Nam. You can't say, oh, this guy is just a cook. Get out of here, like, you know. You're not important. You're just a cook. I didn't cook. You're not going to get food. You're empty stomach. You can't go to work. So we are all working together, but the idea is to please Krishna. So Grihastha Ashram is one of the ashram, is a prominent ashram within the society because first is a brahmachari. Brahmachari means one who uh, studies under the, the direction of the spiritual master very strictly. Wake up early, very clean. Uh, um, they keep distance from, um, from a female because they need to focus on studies. Now they see, see today in uh, schools and universities, everyone is mixing together. Because that, when you mix together what happens, Prabhupada says, butter on fire, it will melt. So therefore, so spiritual life, we have to be disciplined. Disciplinary action is necessary to focus on the things that are important in life. Are you going, ha, ha, everything is fine, then it's different. That's karmic life. A life of, of undisciplined life. Or there's no rules and regulations. Yeah, I'm okay, you're okay, do whatever you like. But to practice spiritual life, there must be disciplinary systems. A good brahmachari, it says that they can become a good grihastha. Grihastha doesn't mean you can do whatever you like. It's not a license for sense enjoyment. A proper grihastha, a Vaishnava grihastha, is one who is situated at the lotus feet of Krishna. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had many grihastha disciples. Srila Prabhupada himself grihastha. Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Bhaktivinoda Thakur, he's an acharya. He was so busy. And he had 12 kids, right? 12 kids. I lived in China. For 10 years, they have a policy to have one child policy. They can have two now because the society is aging and there's no human being anymore. Everyone's getting old. So they made second child policy, but if you want to have a second child, you have to pay the money to government. They're very tricky. You know that? So, so they. But idea of the scripture says you can have so many child if you can make them Krishna conscious. That's what it says in the Bhagavad Gita. Varna Shankara. So why produce human beings if they're going to be uh, nonsense? 
fill the population, the world, with people who are going to be rogues and thieves. So you have to create a society where the society is proper human being. They are going to bring good result. In Sanskrit, son, a good son is known as putra. Tra means to deliver the father. They shouldn't die before father. But it's happening. Putra, like mantra. Tra means to deliver or purify or protect. So putra, a, a son who can deliver the parents or deliver the people. A good son. A bad son, also known as, it starts also tra, but he is mutra. Bad son. Impure. Impure son. So the idea is to train the children from young age to be Krishna conscious. Even before the conception, the parents, they make sure that they are inviting the soul, the Gavadam Samskara. There's, there's this, this thing called Gavadam Samskara, where they invite the, the elevated soul to come in the womb. Because this soul, when they are born, they are going to deliver the world. Spiritual soul, elevated soul, devotees, like Prahlad Maharaj. I was talking this about before, that the pregnant mother would go to the temple. Well, they were here, sadhus talking, classes, and here Krishna, Krishna uh, chanting Hare Krishna in the temple, in front of the deity, take prasadam. Because when, when the Mataji is pregnant, you know, if you smoke cigarette and you drink alcohol, that's going to affect the child within. They don't even go out so much in the public. They go to the temple, or a very spiritual atmosphere. So uh, the vibration can affect the child within. They're, they're observing. So when the child is born, they are already very good consciousness. They even select a time for conception, auspicious time. They even consult the spiritual master. We're going to have a child. Please bless. This, so these things are necessary, controlling measures and disciplinary actions. But it's not that it's just going to be uh, like a, a do whatever you like. Then you have a society like today, rogues and thieves. The society today is, you know, they have the army in the street to control the, the thugs. Young kids on drugs. You know, they have this, uh, now they don't have the cigarette, they have these vapes, supposed to be clean cigarette. But they're saying it's really bad also. It's like saying, um, uh, don't take it, you just wash it and take it. Same thing. <laughs> Where you don't like fish, was, was, it's, it's in the sea, it's dirty, just wash, wash off the skin, eat the inside. That's what they're saying. So, you get the society today from a young age, no control. And I travel on the train, and people are very quiet in the morning, people are going to work, and you get a bunch of young kids, they come in. No control whatsoever, they're talking unnecessarily. The whole time, ah, ah, ah. I remember I grew up in the Gurukul. 
very disciplined. We sit down to take prasadam. Like ten of us sit in a group, in a line, and we have the teacher in front of us. He speak, if he speak, they make you stand up. And when they come around with prasadam, they don't serve you if you're standing. So if you didn't get your seconds, you miss out. So they make you stand till the end, and then you're not getting enough prasadam. I think it's a really good rules. We can introduce that here. <laughs> I didn't like it. One time they made me stand up, but I'm the monitor. When I was talking to, so they made me stand up, and then they're all getting served. But I have ego. I should. I didn't stand up. I took off. I went to another kitchen to eat <laughs> in Mayapur. But these things are important for us, we are, how we are brought up. You don't argue with the teacher, you don't argue with the mother or father. So many things. And I remember uh, before in India, before we were playing all day in the street, and before you sleep, uh, before you even enter the house, you have to take a shower. You can't enter the house, they don't let you in. You have to take a shower. And he know, who knows where you were, all over in the street, all kinds of people, and maybe you step on uh, all kinds of dirt. So they make you take a shower before you enter the house. This way the house stays clean. And then when you go to sleep, you have a clean body, and the places, the atmosphere that you're in is already very clean. There's nothing from outside is coming in. This is all external clean. But it's a very good cleanliness habit to implement this rule. Don't enter the home without washing your feet. And then, of course, that is the external cleanliness. Internal cleanliness is your mind. Our mind is, is, is dwelling on so many dirty objects that you see and that comes back into your mind. That's why when you go out in the street, you see all kinds of uh, uh, people and then you, you get affected by it, if you're not spiritually strong. Now you see the, the girls, they don't even wear proper clothes, exposing. You know, they're showing this belly button. I hate that. <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of dress is that? If you look at all pictures of like, like 1800s, Western country, like UK, in a, in a, or, or Australia, 1800s, 100 years ago, that time, or even like 70, 80 years ago, they dress so nicely. Even they go to the swim, they wear dresses, and they had whole bodies covered. Have you seen all photos like that? Big dresses. And they're going around with belly showing. It's just a top. That's why scripture says, if you expose your body, you take birth, you take a birth as a tree. You stand there, all your branches, everything. You don't have clothes on. So be careful what dress you wear. Some religious like uh, Mohammedans, they're very strict about dress. They even cover their faces, but that bit too much. We need to see each other talk. They just go. <laughs> but. You can cover your body, but you're thinking all kinds of stuff in the mind. 
How you don't cover your mind. There was this uh, two brahmacharis. I'll tell you the story. Uh, they were crossing the river. Uh, two Buddhist monks, and there was a mataji also crossing the river. And they said, no, no, she was drowning, she didn't know how to swim. So they asked the brahmachari, please help. He said, no, no, we, we are monks, we don't, uh, uh, we don't touch you. <laughs> so they said, she was drowning, so oh, die. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> they weren't like that. So one of them said, no, no, like help her. And so one of the monks grabbed, like carried her across the river. And that's it. And then she went. So they both were walking. Hours later, hours later, other brahmachari said, so how did you feel to carry a mataji? He said, oh, I, I just did my job. I just carried her, put her down, finish. But you were still carrying in your head. You're thinking about her. You understand what I'm saying? So, yeah, I remember in our early days, if you want to give something to a mataji, uh, that's, you just give. So we used to say, just give, pass the salt. That's all. Here's the salt, Mataji. <laughs> Nothing else. You don't need to say extra stuff. We're very strict. So the idea is to do your service together, but that's all. It's connected to Krishna. It's not that uh, uh, you, are, you are going on and on and on uh, with, with uh, how's it going, you know, like, uh, how's the day, you know. But that's, that's extra. So we have to remain Krishna conscious. The idea is to be Krishna conscious, connected to Krishna. If it's Krishna conscious, then you want to avoid by the rules for the pleasure of Krishna. Okay, the senses are, are, are giving us trouble. Senses. Ah, I need to do this, I need to do that. The animals, they don't have any control. No control. There's no brahmacharya ashram in animal life. Agriyasa, they're just like wherever they jump on. <laughs> Sorry. Unlimited sense enjoyment. But there's no sense enjoyment, actually. The camels, you know, the camels, they eat the thorn. And they're thinking, oh, fantastic. But they, they're drinking their own blood. Because when they eat the thorn, they, it rips open their, their mouth. And they're thinking it's fantastic. These are the things the scripture says. Allah really support when the grihasta, the couple, they come together, they do deity worship, cook together, they read Bhagavatam together. That's so nice. So our society today, there's no discipline because they don't have this knowledge. This basic understanding. Like our girls, you know, these young girls uh, here and, and all the devotee girls, their daughters. You know, they taught from young age to play harmonium, medanga, kartal, read the scriptures, do deity worship. I go to Grihasa's home. They have the temple room there. And the kids, they can repeat the Sanskrit verses. These are the things, we, these are our hobby. This is how we entertain ourselves. This is how we keep occupied in spiritual life. Don't let your mind just dwell on things. Don't go on and showing your belly button. Uh, you wear a proper dress. 
It's nice to dress nicely. You know, when the ladies, they wear sari, instead of this uh, nonsense, uh, uh, you know, clothes, Western clothes, you look, you look so nice because that's our... You don't see Krishna surrounded by gopis with all uh, wearing jeans and all kind of clothes. Krishna's wives and Krishna's associate, they dress nicely. So, we are living a Vedic life. We are living a life of devotion, devotee life, spiritual life. We don't want to imitate that kind of uh, behavior. So, in this spiritual life, you have to adopt a spiritual way of, of dealing with each other and being in the association of devotees because this is how we are, this is how we're going to please Krishna. That's the purpose of, the purpose of this verse is to attract Krishna. How are we going to attract Krishna if we are uh, dressed like that? One Mataji, Indian lady, uh, she came to our temple. She told me this story herself. American lady, uh, she was at the temple chanting, cover of head, chanting Japa, and an Indian lady came. She had a hair like this, and you know how she came to the temple. So the American lady, you know, our devotee ladies. And she was dressed, sari, covered her head, so attractive. She said, oh, Hare Krishna, Mataji, uh, how are you? This is a temple, uh, can you cover your head? Because this Brahmachari is here, this is a very spiritual place. And the way she told her, is very, very gentle voice. So, oh, um, so I mean, this, this is a very spiritual atmosphere. Dress nicely, cover your head. It's a chase. And if you tell an Indian lady, they understand, because that's our culture. We're trying to imitate the West. And an American lady telling her, an Indian lady, how to dress, sorry, put your cover your head. And she was really impressed. She actually ended up becoming a devotee. He said, wow, these people are from the West, Western women, telling me how to wear, cover my head. This is what Srila Prabhupada wanted. He wanted the Westerners to come to India and dress our sadhu dress, spiritual dress, to, to change the way the India wants to copy the West. Because when the Indians, they see the Western people chanting Hare Krishna and dress nicely, they were impressed. They said, preaching, that's what Sri Prabhupada did. So, our temple is a place for learning. We dress nicely, sadhu dress, de devotional dress. <coughs> so we have, <coughs> um, even in Vrindavan, we have all the devotee girls, young devotee girls, they're dancing. It's nice, but I personally don't agree with that. I, I have an issue. You know, devotee girls, uh, young girls like Western girls, I'm not talking about Indian girls. And they are, you know, in Vrindavan. It's nice, but all the Indian, they're not dancing. The Indian lady, they're, they're watching. And people come from Delhi, all the places, to watch them. Temple is not a place to do all this. It's not a nightclub. We dance for pleasure of Krishna, dress nicely, in a Vaishnava way. You know what I mean? There is a system. 
Even I remember Bhakti Charumar, I was, I was with Bhakti Charumaraj. <coughs> and uh, he came, Bhakti Charumaraj came to Australia. He was very strict, how we dress and stuff. And uh, devotees were taking the flower and they were like this and this. So he stopped that. He said, come forward in front of Prabhupada, offer the flower at his feet gently, with respect. Don't throw. He was very particular about every details, how we dress, how we talk, how we come in the temple. Everything is, is important. He was very particular. And before I came to Australia, this is 1984. So Bhakti Maharaj gave me a lecture, like one hour talk, about how I should be careful when I'm here. If I'm a celibate brahmachari, I'm coming to Australia. I was shocked when I came here, how people dress. In the summertime, like people have no clothes. There's like moving trees. <laughs> so it's important to, if we are going to, to be a brahmachari, if you're going to be a grihastha, a sannyasi, a spiritualist, a devotee, a Vaishnava, it's important how we talk, how we dress, what we eat, Everything is important because we are, we are leaders. We are leading the society. Vaishnava, a devotee of God, they're leaders, leaders of the society. If you're not, then you are devout, you do whatever you like. But that's also not good. You have to conduct yourself in a, in, in a Vaishnava manner. I remember one sannyasi, he used to serve prasad to everyone. Very humble, sannyasi. He didn't, he didn't demand service. He was serving everyone. And there was nothing for him to eat. So he used to scrape whatever on the bottom of the bucket and he ate that. It's a very attractive quality to be austere, austerity. Austerity of the Brahmana is a prime character. In India, you know, you're a Brahmachari, you wear saffron. Ah, I lived in Malaysia and Singapore. So we used to go shopping, uh, vegetable market, like what do you do? Get free vegetables. But they wouldn't give, they only give you the vegetable for free. They saw you're a monk, if you wear saffron. They, are, they understand. It's so, it's an attractive quality. Oh, monk. They fall out of your feet, anyone. So they would go to the uh, big, big market where they have vegetable market for Sunday feast. We didn't buy anything. We take a big truck. They say, hey, take that box, cauliflower. Take that box of tomato. Take, these are monks. This for spiritual work. Give them. We've, our truck was full. We had so much every Sunday. You know, in Malaysia, we cook for hundreds of people. Yeah, take that box of chili, no problem. Because they like hot food. <laughs> take that, you know, like this. People are very respectful. So, they understand the value of a celibacy. They understand the value of a sannyasi. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he was, he is God. And he, and he showed how to be a good sannyasi. They still have in Jagannath Puri, his karam. He used to wear the wooden, wooden shoe. Very, like, a, so strict. And towards the end, when he was leaving this world, 
he went into this small room. It's called Gambira. He was in this small room for four months. Four months chanting Japa on his own. So I went there to have a look at the room. They call it Gambira. Gambira means very deep and sober. And uh, this is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. You have to tuck down your head to go inside this room. Small, tiny room. You, you, you can't stand up. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was very tall. You have to tuck your head down because he was four months he was chanting Japa there. And we, we just had a, a, a couple of years ago we had the COVID. People were going crazy. They couldn't stay in one room. They, they're breaking the window to jump. But those who are sober, those who are attached to Krishna, they have a higher taste. They can live in the forest, in the hut. They don't want to be around people. And, they, and these people, they want to go out. Nothing to do. They just want to move around. We go Harinam in the street, the people just moving around, not even shopping. They're going around, around, around. That's what the human beings are doing. Different life forms we are traveling. Brahmanda Brahmite Kanabhagavanjivi Guru Krishna Prasadepai Bhakti Lata Bij. Brahmanda Brahmite. One planet to another. One, sometimes a dog, sometimes a cat, cow, sometimes you are a, a, a donkey, sometimes you are a, a, a bird, a fish, tree, snakes, bugs. 8,400,000 species of life. If you want to enjoy uh, that sexual pleasure, you can take birth as a pigeon. Pigeon, they do a sex. 60 times a day, I heard. That's why they're always like, they can't move their body. Like, uh, they don't have energy. We keep our energy to serve Krishna. Energy in our body, that's why I do yoga, you do headstand. Why the energies from all over your body goes to the head. You lose your energy. People intercourse in uh, essential pleasures, they feel very exhausted. You lose the energy. That's the real truth. Strong people, they can think properly because they preserve that energy in our body. But they think, no, 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 just, just let it go. Be free. When they turn 70, they're uh, senile. Nothing left in there. Our energy is for God's service. Human life is meant to serve God. You have, you intercourse for procreation of children. That's all. Prabhupada said, it's not for uh, license for sense enjoyment. You see, like, you come in the temple, chant Japa, it feels so good. That is the higher pleasure. Srila Prabhupada, he, he left his family. And he said, all my disciples, they are my son and children. Isn't it? You can have your one little family, but Prabhupada has a big family. You know, Prabhupada disciples all over the world, 
These are my family. These are my children and my daughters. Oh, like this is mine. Nothing is ours. Not even one hair in your head belongs to you. We go on and on about detachment while we are attached. Oh, this is mine. This is yours. We are, we are, we are chalking a, a territorial. Everything is God's. I had a family before. But I'm too passionate. I couldn't handle it. Five years I was out. <laughs> and the girl, she's also born in Iskon. Well, Gurukul, I chose her. We married the manor, Bhaktivinda Manor. I left, and she's still not married. Legend of Mayapur, very strong. So, people keep trying, like, oh, if you need another one, you think you're going to get the same thing you're going to get, not a different thing. You like drinking sweet rice in a golden cup or in a clay cup. Or a silver cup. Sense enjoyment is the same in every cup. Everyone keep trying. You divorce and then get another one. Your life is wasted. Give your life for Krishna. Save your energy for Krishna. That is the hard truth. It goes for everybody. Brahmachari, Grihastava, everybody. It says here. I read it to you. This is, this is the purpose. This is the beginning of self-realization. One must first understand how Brahman is present everywhere and how he's acting. He's acting. This education is called Brahmajigasa and is the real concern of human life. Without such knowledge, one cannot claim to be a human being. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's the one. He remains in the animal kingdom. As it is said, Sai Eva Gokara, without such knowledge, one is better than a, one is no better than a cow or an ass. He says, oh, don't call me cow or an ass. But if you behave like that, we have to call you that. We worship cows, but cows are really dumb or an ass. They work, donkeys work so hard. Some of these countries, they make them carry bricks and stuff, day and night. And, and if you look closely, they're like so depressed. They take a picture of a donkey, they're like, really depressed. <laughs> you never see a donkey happy face. <laughs> Somebody sent me a picture of a donkey recently. They're doing a their tour in the, in the north, uh, north of China, Harbin, very cold. Very cold area, so they use the donkey for moving things. And they show the picture of the donkey. <laughs> so unhappy, full of snow and stuff. I said, poor thing, give him food. <laughs> I'll put blanket or something. But the people are like donkey here. Prabhupada used to say, uh, what did he used to say? He used to say, polished animals. Suit and tie. Yes, sir. Polished animals. They don't, they're working very hard day and night. They, when they go home, they can't even open the doorknob 
they're so tired. And they open, they lie down on the ground. They can't even reach the TV to turn it on. They're so tired from hard work. <coughs> and then Saturday or Sunday comes. <coughs> Monday. <laughs> Monday comes so unhappy. This is how they're living their life. You see, New Year's, I wasn't hurry now, New Year's. <coughs> Everyone's waiting for the firework. I sang for four hours. And uh, firework maybe for five minutes. The next thing, then the roads are closed. Then they need to get to the train and cars. And it's all jammed. Five minutes, and then they can't even move. So is the enjoyment. Same enjoyment, same. He liked this girl, he liked the boy, and he married. I'm telling the hard truth. Don't be angry with me. <laughs> Sometimes you do. So, the day <coughs> was married, got married. Uh, maybe you can turn off the TV. Like <laughs> you never know. Somebody's listening somewhere. Anyway, so it was a big event. Klaus Brahmachari. Almost like 28 years. Everybody thought I was going to take sannyas. Then, next day, I walked in the temple room with the white on it, like, what? It was like, fainted. And then, uh, this is at the manor, in the uh, Bhaktivinoda manor. So, just the day before, I said, I was so mental. So I called into Dunamara, he was coming. He was coming from Poland. I was at the Bhaktivinoda manor. So I said, uh, I, I changed my mind. I want to, like, I don't want, I want to go back to promontory life. He said, too late, mate. And uh, I'm on my way. <laughs> it's all advertised and it's all happening the next day. The night before, I was like, so mental. So they, so they locked the door. At the manor, you can't go away because it's all open area. They can see who is coming, who is going. So I was making plan at night, like how to go. But they had guards at night, so I don't run away. <laughs> because they had forest, open area. So, and I opened the door, there was just people there chanting Japa up and down all night. They're really serious for me too. So then, the day I got married, there was like 50 proper disciples. Because the, my mother-in-law, she had all friends. At that place, so many proper disciples. Induna Maharaj came. My old teacher from Gurukul was there from Bindavan. And it was a really big event. I loved it. Then we went in the room. Everybody left. I was like, oh God, what do I do now? <laughs> I was like, everybody left. And I was thinking, here I am. I have luggage to bring to Australia and bring. And it's like, oh. I was thinking, I wish before I was so, uh, like, I was. I didn't have any anxiety, I was like, no responsibility, single. Look at it now. So we made a list of what we want. We said, we are coming here, don't give any big objects and things, gifts, just money and small things. So still like, it ended up with big stuff. I had to shift it here on the ship, so much stuff, to Perth. Oh my God, like, and then one after the other, and then, uh, you know it all. So, um, it's, it's so much easier if you can remain on your own. And 
You think, no, I need to have a family. It's good to have a family. I'm not saying Krishna created the family. But you also have to accept a lot of hardship and the consequences that comes with it. You have a kid, it's a ha ha, it doesn't end there. They have to grow up and then they can't sleep at night, the teeth growing, they cry all night, you don't know what they want because they all, and then they grow up and then they, if you want them to be Krishna conscious, they leave you sometime too. Like these girls may be different, but if you're Western, like, maybe more tough. The cultural differences are there. So when I was going to, I was in Vrindavan, so I was going to UK. I was doing a world tour, and I changed my ashram, like, and there's this Maharaj. Uh, all the Maharaj, I knew them very well. And uh, he passed away, what's his name? Kadamakanan Maharaj. He was a brahmachari then. So he grabbed me by the neck. He had me against the Krishna Balaram on the temple, the main gate. One hour he was instructing me <laughs> about, about uh, you know, the consequences. He's like, oh. One hour he had me like, people coming in and out and say, what's happening here? But I didn't listen to people. So my point is, Whatever ashram you're in, you have to make sure that Krishna is in the center. You're not the enjoyer. So when you work together as a, uh, you know, together for the pleasure of Krishna, things will go more smoothly. This is why, you know, I see sometimes husband and wife, they come in the kitchen, they cook, they cook together, maybe they dress the deity together. That's what they're meant to do. And you can read the Bhagavatam to each other if he didn't, if he missed the class, like that. But if you make it sense gratification, that's going to rub off that spirituality. It's become mundane. So you have to somehow blend it with spiritual and material. If you only material, then it's going to rub off. The beauty is only the external beauty. The real beauty is the spiritual beauty, it was within. That is our eternal beauty, that's always going to be there. But if you're attracted to the external feature of us, that is only the body. We're not, we're, that's going to go. People are going to, if they stick together for a long time, they have to see each other's character, not the physical body character, body, uh, because that's they're going to, at the same time, like if you are 70, 80, you still put a lipstick on and high heel shoes and go out and dog walk and, you know, stuff like that. That's, uh, you know, you're meant to, as you age, you're meant to turn to God. You're meant to turn to spiritual life. That's this one ashram ashram. Like this gentleman here, he moved in ashram, you know. Uh, what's your name, Prabhu? Raymond. Raymond. You see, like that, setting a good example. I know a lot of people at your age, they're in front of a TV all day. They're glued to the TV. <laughs> and you're here in the temple, you're enjoying here. These last days of our life, to give to Krishna. If you live all the way till the end of life, and still young, then we'll never turn to God. Ah, nah. 
So Krishna created the old age. So at least the old age, <coughs> body's falling apart. You can't enjoy anymore. You can't chew the food. Teeth's gone. Then, oh, Guru Bhagavan, he turned to God. Now is time. Because the soul is always eternal. So he created that. But Brahmachari starts beginning. It's all ashram is Brahmachari. Any ashram, sense control and disciplinary actions. Any ashram. Like I said, Grihastha doesn't mean the license to do whatever you like. Griha Medhi and Grihastha. <coughs> it's not unlimited enjoyment. There's restrictions as a devotee. We don't go to nightclub. We don't go to the movies. We don't go to like sightseeing or some. Uh, we go to the Holy Dham. Well, these things are a waste of time. So husband and wife, they go together to Holy Dham and see Krishna's places of Leela, pastimes, like that. Spiritualize our life. It's all connected to Krishna. If you take Krishna, God out, where's the difference? Animal. Dui Padapashu. Two-legged animals. You see, sometimes people are putting uh, a monkey, they're drinking beer, and they are, uh, you know, they can't control. So we follow no malicious sex, no gambling, no intoxication, no meat-eating. These things we have to give up, because these things will, will disturb our senses, will simply uh, obstruct us from serving Krishna. Sinful activity. Four pillars, four pillars of sin. It says. Meat eating, gambling, sex, illicit sex, and intoxication. So these things we have to follow because we want to serve Krishna. If you don't want to serve Krishna, you do whatever you like, that's different. If you want to go to hell, fine. Doors are open. Royal road to hell. Prabhupada used to say, these roads, royal road to hell. They're building good roads in India too. But the royal road to the temple, they're driving to the mandir. Here they're driving royal road to, uh, you know, pub or some place you go to. It's not a temple. So you have to see everything in relation to Krishna. Any questions? Hare Krishna. Thank you, Prue. You mentioned before, and I know it does say that, you know, a person who likes to show off the body may become a tree in the next life. And obviously, as a woman, they generally like to show off the body because they get a lot of, ten of attention. So my question is, is like, does the same apply in this age? Is the... Cause to say you're going to become a tree in the next life for showing off your body. Sage. To, to say that somebody will become a tree in the next life yeah. for showing off their body sounds extreme, especially considering the tree. You can't just go from a tree to a human. You've got to go through the evolutionary cycle. Uh -huh. So does that apply even in Kali Yuga or is that like speaking from previous Yugas too? Uh, this is a general concept, the karmic uh, evolutionary acts that's mentioned that according to your 
behavior according to your karma, you are uh, the judge, the judge what you're going to get in the next life. Sometimes even in the same life, your body starts to turn that way, it starts to change. <coughs> so, <coughs> there is the evolutionary system, but at the same time, like I'm not the person to judge this, there are judges who are see everything and then they, de they determine what you're meant to get in the next life. So, the human being is the topmost of all the species of life. So now, as a human being, you can glide down. You can go down to animal species. So, suppose you miss the, uh, uh, your chance to elevate to Godhead, then, according to your karma, you may go back down to that particular life where you acted in such a way, you take birth in that form. And then you start to glide down even further. But first, so it's all very complex. Even so, as a human, one climb up to the top as a human being. But then, as a human being, we have a great responsibility. So it's not that one is a human being, he's a human being. He can be animal in a human being his behavior, he's misusing his, his uh, chance of becoming a human being. Because according to the analogy, human means it's according to his character. So you have a two arm, two leg, doesn't mean you're human. You may be like your animal, behaving like an animal. You see, so it's not like uh, some people, they're crawling in their hands and legs, just missing two legs two more legs, then it'd be animal. So the idea that there's evolution is there, at the same time, uh, the general concept is that everything is determined according to your karma, and then you get that in the next life. But then you glide down to the, the, all the species according to what you next and the next after that, that is up to the judgments. But that depends on the human being, because we are already on the top of the ladder. So if you go down, you miss your chance, then whatever the consequences that you face at first from a human being, you get that first, and then you start to go down further, I reckon. But, uh, yeah. It's a very complex matter, karmic things. But generally speaking, uh, sometimes depending on the reaction, you, you, how accurate it is, you can suffer for it even in the human body, knowingly or unknowingly. So like if an offense to a devotee, that's more serious. Like you may suffer straight away. Like if you hit a devotee or have an argument, we hit each other maybe more serious, severe reactions, or maybe you blaspheme a devotee, like we read the, the Ten Offenses, or the Holy Name, the offenses are more serious. So, offense to a devotee, so if you fall down to sense enjoyment, maybe you're just to fall down to your senses, but to offense to Krishna's devotee is even more severe, severe. because sometimes people don't have control over the senses, like you fall down, but Krishna can help you. They can, there's some, 
you know, God, like pure devotee, they can help you. Uh, concessions and stuff. Mm. But if you offend a devotee, even Krishna cannot help. He said, I'm sorry, you offend my devotee, you have to go to him. Stuff like that. So depending on the, the uh, severeness of the uh, offense or the severeness of the sin, how severe it is. The sin can be reduced, but offense to a devotee cannot be reduced. And this definition uh, explained in different ways. That's why we have to be super careful how we treat the devotee. Yeah, yesterday we had the Prana Prabhu's thing we were talking about. Uh, one time I, I, I was very angry with him. And then the way he was reacting, uh, he impressed me. I said, oh, I should be like him. So sometimes, we, if we can be Krishna conscious, even if we are roughed with each other, if we know how to deal with each other, we can actually teach each other to become even more Krishna conscious. Even from that stage of, of point of anger. You can turn it into uh, uh, spirituality. You can say something. Yeah, no, I just wanted to say thank you. Yeah, so, so it's not so like cut and cut and dry, because I feel like a lot of people get intimidated with Krishna consciousness when things are said like, if you show off your body, you'll become a uh -huh. tree. Yeah, yeah. But there's more to it, obviously. So yeah, thank you. The thing is, <clears throat> showing body. Like a lot of people like to do that, muscle, they, you know, so-called, they still wear a t-shirt. They go around, maybe they came from Europe, it's very cold, they can handle the cold here. It's not too cold for them. Maybe for a reason. Uh, they, they want to have the sun. Uh, but most people, generally speaking, the showing off means, uh, uh, you know, they want attention, like you said. <coughs> but. If it is for sense enjoyment, particularly for women, I reckon it's more serious. Because in India, if you go to India, they don't wear much, it's too hot. I've seen men, they put the, the Genji, we call Genji, t-shirt up here, because it's too hot. But doesn't mean they're showing their belly button. It means it's just too hot. But if women pick up their sari, that's really bad. So they may become a tree before a man. <laughs> Perhaps. There's no ladies here. So, I'm just saying. Sometimes the hot country, they, they were very less. Even I remember when I first joined, we, we didn't wear much clothes. Just a dhoti and a chadar. It was too hot to wear much. Big, big tilak. That's acceptable. You see some Goswamis, they didn't wear. But doesn't mean they're showing off their body. But you can see the difference. A big muscle, wear a, a vest, t-shirt. And then you're impressing the girls and stuff. That is showing off. Or you're driving a Ferrari, and, and then you're like, in, you're in the, you don't need to drive in the city area. You can just take a tram. But they're driving to show off. That is show off. So it depends what context it is sometime. So it's, it's called ego, false ego. Like if you're driving a Ferrari, where is the enjoyment? I reckon you eat, sit down, sit down, it's a samosa, it's more enjoyment. There's more enjoyment than you're driving Ferrari. You're not getting anything. You're just holding, everybody look at you. Where's the enjoyment? But that enjoyment is subtle enjoyment. Prabhupada says it's a subtle sex life. You know, they're showing. 
your, those who are really rich, they don't show off. They satisfy within. They see Krishna, they're happy. They may be millionaires. They never show one cent. Because they know it's all gods. But those who are showing off, like I know somebody's become very rich. Before he was just a poor guy. Then he came to Mayapur with gold chain and gold watch. And he's showing off. So people who already have these things, they don't care. They're not attracted. So devotees, we have well, Krishna, we're not attracted to material things. But those who doesn't have, they're attracted to those things. So different way of seeing things. Sometimes we are so absorbed, we want to lose weight, we want to look slim. Then they cut every meal, they eat once a day, a little bit. That's too much, I think. That's bodily consciousness. I mean, we're going to die one day. Just be frank with yourself. So, okay, there's a limitations. You have to keep body under 65, not the doctor told you, don't get too fat, it's not healthy. And then you check your weight on the scale. Okay, that's a different reason. But then all day you're thinking, oh, like you look in the mirror, like you're, you're too fat. Yes, bodily consciousness. That's not, that's too much. You know what I mean? So showing off, yeah, I'm too slim, everyone's going to look at me. That is material consciousness. But if you don't, but also, we have to dress nicely. If you come in here, like, in your rag, you're wearing a rag, no, dirty clothes, and you didn't care, you're abaduta. That's also not good. We have to dress nicely, but for Krishna. So it's not bodily consciousness. But what context is, we see things, it's, it's very obvious. If it's for Krishna or not, it's for you. That, that's very clear and obvious. You can see that. Thank you. Yeah. Sometimes you wear like silk dhoti, flying and silk and a thing. And it's like, maybe that's uh, too much. You know, all the color and stuff. And you wear like you know, Rolex and stuff. And a Rolex watch. You park your Ferrari outside. And you're a devotee. Maybe that's too much. So. Uh, you want to attract Krishna, that may be uh, attractive material things. Yeah. <clears throat> Everything we do is for preaching, but sometimes in the name of preaching we do it for ourselves. So you have to see that, where we are at, where we are heading. So to be careful like that. Okay? How are you? Any questions anymore? That makes sense, what I said, all those things? Definitely. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, because some countries, like I said, um, you know, <clears throat> there are Babaji's. They don't wear much clothes. But they're not going in the city, going around, showing. They live in the, the Ganges River, where the holy people live. They wear less clothes, but it's, for, it's, it's to attract Krishna. They're chanting all day. So if you can be a Babaji like that, you say, I want to become Babaji, I want to become Babaji, fine. Then you can live in such place, in a holy place, not people around, eat less. That's not easy. But you going around the city, you cannot be a Babaji. <coughs> no, we cannot attract people to come to Krishna consciousness. We have to have a temple like this, attractive. But at the same time, underneath, we know it's for Krishna. And we cook all the fancy food, it's for preaching, it's for Krishna's pleasure. It's not for we cook, for ourselves. So we have to always see what we are doing for who, for what's the reason. 
What is the underlying thing? It's for Krishna. <coughs> like this Prabhu here, uh, uh, Victor, he makes this drink, kombucha. Kombucha? Yeah. <coughs> you know, first thing in the early in the morning, he makes it. It's a lot of work. You have to do the thing, a lot of hardship to make it and make it, and he puts it there. I drank so, uh, like, it's not very palatable. But we drink so it can be healthy. So we have cleansed stomach, we can be healthy so we can serve Krishna. You're doing the Mangalarati, you run to the toilet. That's a waste of time. So if you keep your stomach clean, then you don't have to do that. So we have to see why we're doing it. This is to enhance our Krishna consciousness. So, now who is going to, uh, a yogi, get up in the morning and have kombucha? You know, they're making all this. But we do it because it keeps us healthy, so you can serve Krishna. So I don't have a big muscle. I don't know all day. I used to teach yoga, and this one lady all day at the club, all day. I said to her, you don't have work? She said, no, I'm very rich, I have everything. All day trying to look slim, elderly, maybe 60. All day working out, doing yoga, different things. I said, you're not going to live too long. Why you work so hard to look slim and stuff? So no use preaching, they don't get the concept. But there are people, they so much time they spend on the body. That's called, that is body conscious. So don't, we can eat a little bit, but at the same time, see, don't overdo it. Yeah, that's the thing. Okay, thank you. Hare Krishna.